Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. For more than 100 years, actually closer to 120 years now, it has been the Castle on the Hill in McKeesport. It's the Carnegie Library of McKeesport, and they have a new director. New to, new to the role director, but not new to the library. He is Vincent D'Alessio. He was previously the children's librarian. He has was recently appointed new director of the Carnegie Library of McKeesport. He is our guest this morning. Good morning, Vincent. Good morning. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. So tell us a little bit about the Carnegie Library of McKeesport, which actually serves a, a much larger area, including... Duquesne and, and White Oak and, and all of the surrounding communities. Yes, yes. We actually have uh, the McKeesport branch itself, with most, which most are familiar with, but also uh, two other library branches, one of them in White Oak, which is open, open for business, uh, one of them in Duquesne, which is actually inside the uh, Duquesne City School Building, which has been closed over the summer due to some construction work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have that back open come September. So those of you who have been waiting patiently or otherwise for the uh, Duquesne building to reopen will have your chance to visit in September. What is your catchment area? I mean, does, is, is it closely defined? Because I know that there are some library, some communities that are kind of in the North for Sales uh, right, public library right. communities. There are Carnegie Library of Braddock. Uh, yes. what, what communities uh, does... Our service area covers basically uh, McKeesport, White Oak, Duquesne, uh, Glassport, and Elizabeth. Uh, there used to be, there used to actually be an Elizabeth branch, mm-hmm. but that uh, that one shut down before my time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Port, Portview, Liberty, Portview, and Versailles, yeah, those, uh, Dravosburg. Yeah. What mm-hmm. What is your uh, website address for people to get more information? Our web address, if anybody wants to come and visit, is www.mckeesportlibrary.org. And if you want to call us, our number at the library at the McKeesport branch is four one two. Six seven two zero six two five. Vincent D'Alessio is uh, our guest this morning. He's the director of the Carnegie Library of McKeesport. The dogs barking in the background are on my end, not on his end. Last uh, interview we did, we had the railroad outside doing construction, and this week apparently we have dogs. So uh, <laughs> always, never, never a dull moment uh, as we tape this program. How did you come to be interested in becoming a librarian? I mean, are you, well, let me back up even further from that. Where is home for you originally? Home for me is Braddock Hills, not too yeah, far away. Sure. My uh, my home library would technically be the um, Edgewood Library. Okay. But I got my start in public libraries as far as uh, working in the uh, Swissville Library. Okay. So a little shout out to Swissville. Yeah. Um, I started there, let's see. Probably back in 2012 or so, late 2012, I was just the clerk there. I was kind of in the right place at the right time. Uh, one of the older uh, library workers had retired, and I was a volunteer there, and they asked me if I wanted to take up her position, so I did. Another gorgeous and very vital library, that Swissvale Library yes, up there. Yes, yes. Uh, not to take anything away from Edgewood. Is the Edgewood Library still in the uh, uh, Edgewood Club building, C.C. Melbourne? Yeah, it's in the little... Uh, guy. 
Edgewood uh, Country Club kind of building. There's like yeah. a tennis court over there. Yeah. It's a very nice building. That is a very nice. So it went to Pitt for library science or where did you go? I did, I did go to Pitt, yes. Yeah. Lo lots of people do and a, and a really great uh, library and information science program at Pitt. What attracted you to working in a library in the first place? Uh, the public service aspect, uh, especially working, like I said, my original job here at the library at uh, McKeesport was the children's librarian job. Mm -hmm. My first library job, actually, before I even started in public libraries, was back in my old uh, school. I went to the Woodland Hills School District, yeah. and I got my first uh, library clerk job in my old junior high school. So I was very familiar with the uh, some of the faculty and the grounds. Uh, Vincent D'Alessio is our guest this morning. He's the new director of the Carnegie Library of McKeesport, McKeesportlibrary.org. They also have branches in White Oak and in Duquesne. We're talking about the services that the library offers and also about um, what makes a librarian and, and why is someone interested in library science? I have to confess that I worked in the college library for four years and uh, in the high school library for a few years. So uh, I, I and, and considered a career in library science myself. So this is always a kind of a treat to talk to a librarian like this. Um, cool. the, the perception probably that some people have is that libraries are mostly about loaning books, but that hasn't been true for a while now, has it? That's correct. It has not been true for a while, uh, especially with the uh, uh, coming of the pandemic. Libraries have had to really reimagine how we approach service. And that includes, it does include the circulation of materials. Mm -hmm. There's been a bit of a shift from physical items towards the electronic books, which is not a bad thing. We have a, we have an app that anyone that anyone who's interested can download called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y, it's very easy to use, and as long as you have a current functional library card, you can borrow ebooks and e-audio books very easily. But uh, service also includes our programming, which is where we get a lot of our people coming inside our doors for. Uh, we've had to reimagine programming a lot. Um, as far as safety goes, we've been moving a lot of our programs, uh, regardless of the age range, outdoors as mm -hmm. much as possible. And we'll continue to do that for as long as the weather cooperates, and that includes things like... Um, uh, preschool story time. We uh, recently welcomed our new children's librarian, Miss Melanie, on board, so we're very excited to have her with us. And uh, she's been taking over preschool story time, which takes place uh, on Thursday mornings at 11 o'clock outside, just by the uh, flagpole by our building. And they do story time there on Thursdays at 11. There's always a craft involved uh, so the kids can take something home. Uh, we usually did uh, after school classes uh, back when we had a bunch of people coming into the building after school. Those have kind of been remodeled as well. Um, we've been doing a lot of grab and go, make and take mm -hmm. or take and make kind of stuff where our craft or science experiment is all bagged up and ready for people to take home. We're hoping to get more people back into our doors again. And as a, as a way of doing that, I've got a whole list of different programs that are coming up. Some of them in the, ne some of them in the near future, some of them further down the road. We're thinking like fall programming. Yeah. So uh, well if you'd like me to rattle off a few of these, I'm, Ready to go. <laughs> let's let's hold that for a little bit later on in the uh, sure. half hour. Vincent D'Alessio is director of the Carnegie Library at McKeesport, so stay tuned. We're going to tell you about some of the programs coming up uh, for the the area. The the Braddock Carnegie Library, I think, not to digress too much, I think is closed right now for some uh, extensive remodeling. Are you yes. are you seeing people come down your way from the Braddock Library right now? Uh, not that they've mentioned, but I'm sure we've had a few come in. Okay. Uh, yeah. Braddock is undergoing some extensive uh, restoration and renovations right now. The first Carnegie Library. Uh, that is correct. They are the number one, the, the first. The, 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 the mother library or, or, or great-grandfather of, of all of the Carnegie Libraries. Um, your library opened in 1902, I believe. That's correct. 
And uh, you have had some extensive remodeling to the library physical plant, especially the children's room where you are right now. Yes, yes. That was, uh, uh, again, happened before I got mm -hmm. here, but I just recently heard at a, one of the board meetings we had earlier, uh, just some someone recounted the uh, basic uh, uh, process of how they went through that. It was an extensive process, took a while. They remodeled both the upper and lower floors, mm -hmm. um, and it uh, left the children's room with... Uh, a very very different look than it had before supposedly although i haven't seen that uh, i haven't seen a uh, before after shot well it's a beautiful space both the <laughs> the adult section and the children's section um the children's room uh definitely went through a reinvention where it became much more open and much more bright uh much more lighting in there but you alluded to already with the covid-19 pandemic you were closed down for several months. How, how long was the library that closed in 2020? Uh, we first, back when people were starting to realize that this was going to have some pretty big impacts on service, libraries started by uh, limiting the number of indoor programs, mm -hmm. and then we cut off programs entirely and were just focused on circulation. And then back on, uh, I want to say it was March 15th, mm -hmm. the library officially closed down for a while. Uh, we were closed until around the middle of June, in fact, when we mm -hmm. started to get back open. And at that point, we were working on a uh, curbside-only uh, model for a little while, where uh, people could people could call us uh, and ask us to find items for them, uh, place them on our hold shelf, and schedule a time to come and pick them up or drop off old items. Uh, of course, no one was able to turn in their items during the closures, so there were a lot of uh, overdue fine forgiveness going on, so we didn't charge <laughs> anybody for any of that. And, and then a lot of libraries were doing curbside, very... Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. A lot of libraries were doing very extensive sanitation procedures too on yes. books and other circulating items yes fortunately there were some uh there were some grant money put aside for libraries to try to handle that so yeah. that they didn't have to take the entire cost on themselves uh there's a lot of lost revenue for libraries during that time that we can't get back but uh, it did certainly help us to prepare for uh getting our doors back open again uh when we come back let's pick up where we just left off and um you are listening to two rivers 30 minutes broadcasting from the tube city center for business and innovation in downtown mckeesport we'll be right back support for this broadcast comes from striffler's family funeral homes since 1866 striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in white oak mckeesport dravosburg portview and the surrounding areas striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare and through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Strifflers also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. You were talking about in 2020 when the library had to shut down for a few months from um, middle of March until the middle of June. When you reopened in June 2020, what kind of restrictions were in place? Were you still doing the curbside pickup and drop-off? Were people allowed to come into the building? What happened? Initially, it was exclusively curbside. There mm -hmm. was no one actually allowed inside the building. So everything was done remotely. Uh, we did remote uh, check-in and check-out. Any items that were coming back to the library had to be quarantined for several days before we checked them in. We had a whole bin uh, area set up down inside the children's room uh, specifically for that. Uh, we were still able to do things like remote printing and faxing. Instead of having patrons come into the building to use our public PCs for printing, they would simply email us any item that, that they wanted us to print. Uh, we would let them know how much it would cost, and as soon as they arrived, we printed out and brought it outside to them. Uh, faxing was the same thing. We could take their items in indoors for that as well. 
That's something I wanted to ask you about because something that has come up several times on this program is that the Mon Valley and a lot of the communities outside of the city of Pittsburgh proper in Allegheny County don't have really great internet access. One number that has stuck in my head is at the beginning of the pandemic, I believe it was the McKeesport Area School District, did a survey of its households and something like 30% of them either did not have a good functioning computer or did not have high-speed internet that would support online learning. Right. So when you're moving all of the students to online, that's a real problem. A lot of people, it seems to me, use the, uh, their local library, whether it's the Carnegie Library of McKeesport, the Braddock Carnegie Library, the Swissville Library, whatever, as, as their way that they get the Internet. It, and libraries well. are libraries are very cognizant of the the uh, digital divide. Yeah. So one way that the uh, libraries, including our own, have been trying to address that is we've added new items to our circulation uh, in the in the form of actual Wi-Fi hotspots. Okay. That people can check out. We have about twenty or so of them here, and at any given point, most of them are checked out. So they have they have proven very popular. And how long so can someone check them out for? I'm sorry to interrupt you. You typically get them for one week. Okay. Um, if, if you're able to renew them, you can keep them longer than that. But yes, typically one week. But so families have found those useful as far as schoolwork goes. Do, do, does your library help people navigate the digital divide as well? Like understand how to get on the internet, understand how to sign up for email, for instance, how to apply for a job online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's actually now that people are actually trying to get back into the workforce. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a lot of questions about uh, crafting a resume writing a cover letter, how to surf the internet to try to search for jobs. So we do a fair amount of that on a daily basis with our patrons as well. What about research? Because when I, as I mentioned, I worked in a college library and a, a lot of our time was spent helping people, and of course this is a long time ago, look up information. And that included, <laughs> even at the time, digital databases as well as physical yes. materials. Yes. What sort uh, of just yesterday, in fact, I had a reference question of this sort. Uh, someone was doing a research project and had to find out the statistics on uh, poverty and homelessness. So uh, I let her know that whenever I'm writing a, a grant and I need those sort of st uh, statistics for uh, grant writing, I typically go straight to census.gov. So I showed her how to get to census.gov and navigate its database, type in the sort of area you're looking for and find the sort of stats you need. How much of your time or the other, how many, how many librarians do you have or how many library assistants and helpers do you have? Current staff, uh, yeah. staff who are actually working like the front desk, yeah. like not counting like maintenance staff mm -hmm. or uh, Clerical. We're talking maybe about six of us right now, which is not a lot, but we're mm -hmm. making it work. And how many patrons do you serve in a year? I mean, in a, in a normal year, not a pandemic year. In a year, I'd have to look that one up specifically. Okay. okay. I would say like average per hour, we're getting up to like maybe it's not as busy as it was. And we're trying to get more people in yeah. the doors. We're maybe seeing maybe seven or eight patrons per hour at the okay. moment uh, inside the building. How many would you have had before the pandemic? More than that. More than that, I think yeah. most of our computers would have been pretty much around the clock busy. Are you noticing that people are still a little reluctant to get back out there in the world and interact with other people right now? I think as far as indoor places go, that might still be the case. Yeah. When we hold outdoor programs, there's usually quite a good turnout. So people are eager to get out and about. Vincent D'Alessio is director of the Carnegie Library of McKeesport, 412-672-0625 or mckeesportlibrary.org. Their main library is, uh, ironically enough, on Library Avenue in McKeesport up there on top of the hill. But they have a branch library at White Oak Park and another one inside the Duquesne City Education Center. That's the Duquesne Elementary School building. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the fact that 
it's not just books that you circulate. Do you still circulate other physical media, DVDs and CDs? Oh, yes. Those are still the bulk of our circulation is still in physical media. Uh, books, DVDs, still popular, music CDs, audiobooks, and as we mentioned, the extensive e-materials collection. Although I've seen some very strange items come through uh, delivery and um uh, there's actually a van service that uh, goes throughout the entire county and delivers items from one library to another. So if we don't have what you're looking for, we can find it at another library and have it sent to us with no charge. Some li- uh, I've seen. Some, well, I was, I'm sorry, I'm interrupt, I keep interrupting you, but there's a little bit of a digital delay here. Speaking of a digital divide, there's some libraries loan tools, some libraries yes. loan toys. Are these some of the things that you're seeing? Yes, I've seen things like fishing rods, okay. uh, Tupperware, any odd item you can find can be loaned somewhere through one of the other Allegheny County libraries. Correct. In some cases, a library will uh, require that for this specific item, a patron has to come to them to pick it up if it's a little too awkward to send in delivery. But most of the time, they can send it. Talk a little bit about the relationship between your library and the other Allegheny County libraries, because there is a Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh, obviously, that that everybody knows about and that I when I was a kid, still had bookmobiles that went out. I don't know if they still do or not. Uh, There's also the Allegheny County Library Association, of which I believe Carnegie Library of McKeesport is a part. But how how does that relationship work? Uh, The first thing people have to understand is that Andrew Carnegie put his name on everything. So uh, (laughs) just because it says Carnegie Library does not mean it's part of the uh, uh, Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh uh, team. Okay. Uh, Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh is also part of the Allegheny County Library Association, which... uh, covers basically every library in, in the uh, county. It's a consortium of libraries. Uh, we cooperate as far as sharing services, sharing uh, items, as I mentioned, with the uh, delivery service. The bookmobiles, uh, they, they do still exist. I don't think there are quite as many of them as there used to be, but they are still around. Um, I'm old. I that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I remember. Uh, and, and you share resources? You share materials? Yes, uh, the materials mostly go back and forth through our van delivery service. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a uh, facility out in the West End where every time every time a library gets a request for an item, the item gets sent there first to be sorted, and then they divide the items up by based on the library that it's headed to. They load them all up into vans, and then every day we get a delivery of a bunch of items from other libraries. And if I go to McKeesportLibrary.org and search your catalog, I see things that are popping up from. Edgewood, Pleasant Hills, North for Sales, uh, Northland Public Library, all of these different things are feeding into your catalog. Yes, you can limit the search based on uh, location. You can limit based on author, title, whatever whatever you happen to be looking for. So it's a nice, flexible system. Uh, Your library card is actually good at any library in the county. So if you get your library card, say, at Monroeville and you go to uh, Mount Lebanon, your library card still works just fine. Okay, so I can sign up for a library card anywhere in Allegheny County and use it at the McKeesport Library, the North for Sales Library, the Swissvale Library. That's correct. Okay. That is pretty cool. Uh, you, you, you've mentioned digital materials, e-books. I think people are familiar with an electronic book that you can read on your laptop or, or, or tablet or whatever digital device you use. Uh, people have been telling me that they are renting movies from the library. How does that work? Digital movies. Oh, anyway. yes. Yeah, uh, physical movies. or uh, we, No, I mean, mean online. Online, yes. Um, that's also part of the the, the online catalog. Um, I don't think it's on the Libby app. You'll have to look at, actually look at the online catalog to find those mm-hmm. as well. Um, usually those are downloaded or streamed straight to a tablet or some uh-huh. other device. 
So you can stream movies just like you do from Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or whatever service you prefer. Yeah, it's a um, since these movies are free with your library card, uh, publishers are often very leery about unlimited access to uh, certain <laughs> movies. So there may be a quote unquote limited number of copies of the digital material. Sure. That, that can be uh, checked out at one time. So there may still be a waiting list, even though the, the uh, material is online. But what I've heard is that people are finding a lot of older films that maybe are mm -hmm. not on this other streaming services or foreign language films and, and other this kinds of true. rare material. Uh, so that's pretty cool. We have to take another 30 second break. Time goes very quickly. When we come back, I, I want to ask you about some of these upcoming programs that you have at the Carnegie Library of McKeesport. I also want to ask you, since you, you spent some of your career as a children's librarian, how the needs of a children's library differ from what adults are looking for. OK, right, right. Uh, Vincent D'Alessio is the new director of the Carnegie Library of McKeesport, 412-672-0625 or McKeesportlibrary.org. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Vincent Alessio is our guest this morning for a few more minutes. He's the director of the Carnegie Library of McKeesport. Uh, they have branches in White Oak at the White Oak Park and at the Duquesne Education Center in the city of Duquesne, McKeesportlibrary.org. Uh, Vincent, you were the children's librarian at McKeesport for six years. Now you're the director of the overall uh, Carnegie Library of McKeesport. What services are children looking for and parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles looking for versus what adults are looking for? What has the difference for you been? One of the big focuses for children's services comes with uh, kindergarten preparedness, making sure the kids have the uh, pre-literacy pre, -lit like pre skills that they need in order to succeed when they reach school. Sure. And a lot of that comes into play when it comes to uh, things like preschool story time. Uh, we've had to revamp story time a bit to try to cover those uh, early literacy needs, early, early literacy being the set of skills that children have before they learn to read. So things like uh, listening skills, uh, letter knowledge, uh, phonics, things like that, le learning how to speak, those sort of things. Um, there's a lot of outreach involved. We make sure that if, uh, if patrons can't make it to us, we're able to go to them. So there's a lot of cooperative work with the schools. Uh, I've gone back and forth with the uh, kindergarten classes and some of the early grade school classes with uh, uh, McKeesport Area School District with Propel Schools, with uh, Young Scholars at McKeesport. We always make sure we have a presence in those schools. You've also done some outreach work, I think, with the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center out there in uh, Frenzy Housing Park. You've had some joint programs with them lately. Yes, we've been trying to start up a, a new uh, monthly story time session over there that hasn't quite gained traction yet, but we're trying to build up the audience there. Uh, as far as other programs uh, over at the park, we've uh, done our for, for adults, we've done our Wise Walk program, which just ended its summer session. We'll be picking that up again in September. And that's uh, it's 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 geared for adults, but basically anyone can drop by. We uh, stop what's, at the Heritage Center. What's a Wise Center. Walk? What's a Wise Walk? The Wise Walk, uh, they call it the Wise Walk because it's it's supposed to appeal to an, to an older audience. It's just a getting outside and moving kind of program. We meet over at the Heritage Center. Uh, we have a healthy snack, and we just walk the trails for a while, just, uh, just kind of a get outside, stay active kind of program. 
we've had people in their 90s walking and we've had people who are le- uh, less than nine years old walking. So, <laughs> so they take uh, grandkids or, or nieces yep, yep. And, and, and nephews with them as well. You, you mentioned you've got about six people on the direct library staff that are on the circulation and, and reference team, so to speak. And I know you've got some maintenance people behind the scenes as well. Is there a role for volunteers? And if so, what sort of volunteers do you need? Oh, yes. Uh, We have several volunteers right now, and we're always looking for more volunteers. Uh, Our volunteers help us out down in our processing department, which consists of making sure that any new items that are being added to our collection have things like their labels, their barcodes all in the right places. It's kind of an assembly line sort of process. Uh, I've also got uh, at least one uh, volunteer in my children's room who helps me put together uh, the craft that we use for story time. Uh, Miss Melanie, I've kind of passed on my... uh, volunteer to Miss Melanie, our new children's librarian, so she can continue where that left off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's all sorts of things that, that uh, volunteers can do to help us out. I, I'm assuming they need, I, I think they're called Act 33 and 34 yes. clearances to work in the library? Yes, there are some child clearances that you need in order to either work or volunteer at a public library space, mainly because children are one of the big uh, uh, population uh, demographics that we serve. And what sort of skill sets can people bring to that office work? Uh, reading aloud? What what sort of skills do you need in in these volunteers? Office work is good. Um, My basic organizational skills. There's Uh really not a whole lot as far as like uh, training. Like uh, we used to have, we don't have them right now, but we would uh, hire, we call them pages. Basically they're, uh, usually it's like teenagers, those who are still in high school and they would come in on a part-time basis and help shelve our materials, which involves the only real training they need for that is uh, organizational things like learning the Dewey Decimal System, alphabetizing, that sort of thing. The, the, the good old Dewey Decimal System. Yep. Uh, it's all around. Yeah, and um, my brain locked up here for a second. Hang on just a second here. Is, uh, and now I have to reset my brain. Um, okay, three, two, one. The libraries are nonprofit organizations. There is no charge to join the Carnegie Library of McKeesport or any of the Allegheny County libraries. And I I feel like that bears repeating. So where does your funding come from? A good bit of our funding. Some of it comes from the states. Uh, There's a certain uh, level of funding that comes from there. A bit more of it comes from the uh, uh, RAD funds. Mm -hmm. The um, Yes. uh, The Regional Asset District, the sales Regional Asset District funds. They do that. Uh, The funding there hasn't been quite as much as we would uh, hope because of things like the uh, gaming funds, Uh the... um, the basically the pandemic messed a lot of that up yep. so we've had some funding disruptions there uh we get some funding whenever i'm putting together uh, big programs we're always looking for a grant of some sort there's usually a grant i can get for things like the summer reading program mm-hmm. or anything like that but you do take donations as well then from from do, foundations and cor- corporations yeah and from the general public uh, mckeesportlibrary.org i'm assuming would have the That's address right. and everything on there mm-hmm. and can mm-hmm. someone make a donation online as well Yes, yes. Right on our homepage at McKeesportLibrary.org. On the right-hand side of the page, there's a little button that says Support Our Library. Just click on that, and you can make your donation there. Um, Vincent D'Alessio is the new director of the Carnegie Library of McKeesport. They have a branch at White Oak Park and another one uh, there in the city of Duquesne at the Duquesne Education Center. What are some of the programs you have coming up here for the late summer and uh, early fall weeks and months? We're actually doing some Zoom programs. We've uh, One of the things that libraries have done is move. If you can't move the physical location of a program, just try to move it online if you sure. can. So we're partnering with the Pittsburgh Zoo. The uh, summer reading theme this year was all about animals. So a lot of programs were animal themed. Uh, the Pittsburgh Zoo is doing a Zoom program with us, two of them, in fact, on August 11th and 12th, both of them occurring at 3 p.m. Uh, one of them is about 
animals right here in Pennsylvania, and the other is about animals living in the jungle. Both of those, the uh, August 11th and 12th, 3 p.m., both of those, uh, you must register online because we have to send you the Zoom link for those. Now, to register for a program online, you go to mckeesportlibrary.org. Once you've registered for a program, we get a notification so we can send you any sort of uh, information that you may need, including Zoom links for virtual programs. And what hours is the, the main library open these days? The main library currently, our hours are going to change, but currently in the month of August, we are open Monday through Friday from 8.45 in the morning to 4.30 in the afternoon. Okay. And, and will you, there's no Saturday hours right now? Currently, no Saturday hours. Uh, like I mentioned, that is going to be changing. Starting in September, uh, we're going to have uh, Monday and Wednesday, we're going to be open later until about 6 p.m. And on Saturday, we'll have hours from 9 o'clock to 1 o'clock. So there will be some time available on Saturdays, but that won't be until a bit into September. And, and is, is that a function of staffing right now, uh, of funding right now, or just the fact, representing the fact that fewer people are coming to the library because of the it's pandemic? Most, it's mostly a result of staffing right now. Okay. Uh, we figure the more we can build up our hours, the more people we can get back into the building. Makes sense. That makes sense to me. Uh, Vincent D'Alessio is the new director of the Carnegie Library of McKeesport, 412-672-0625 uh, or Library.org. Vince, congratulations on the new job, and thanks for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Sure thing. Thank you very much. And thank you all for listening this week to Two Rivers 30 Minutes. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.